0: Don't give your whole testimony, but let's just have some folks stand up. Tell us when you got saved. Just one by one, shout out. If you know the day, tell us. If you know the year, you know the month, just tell us when mercy came to your house. Somebody, go ahead, Nissa. 2007. Praise the Lord. January 1990. Somebody else, somebody else, when the Lord saved your soul. 2015, glory to God. Miss Barry 1985. Glory to God. Wanda. 1985. Glory to God. Brother Jim. May 1953. Sister Foster. 1980. Yes, ma'am. 1968. Amen. Miss Pat. 1994. Yes, Yvonne. 1984, September. Someone else. Somebody else. Yes, Patrick. 1994. Brian. December 2012. Sister Dunn. 1986. Lizzie. 2002. Digan Foster. June 1980. Marie. Nineteen eighty-five. Anybody else? Anybody else? Nineteen eighty-seven. Glory to God. Falls twenty thirteen. Brother Ricky. April fourth, two thousand six. Brian. June nineteen seventy-two. Tyree. July seventh, twenty twelve. Prudence. 1985. Anybody else? Somebody in the balcony. Anybody save up there? (laughs) Sister Pearson. April 16, 2005. Hot Rod. October 5, 2008. Anybody else? Jadon. March 18, 2007. And July 20, 2007. Sharon. October 1997, Brother Simkin. Summer '73, Foline. Summer, Summer of 1993. Anybody else? Anybody else? Daniel. March 22. Glory to God. Anybody else? Anybody else? Don't want to cut y'all. Yes. June 2018. Anybody else? Don't leave anybody out. Anybody out? Lori. Summer 2000. Lori, you didn't know you had another Lori in the, na- the middle. I'll tell you what, KT, you sure don't look like a Lori. He said, I ain't one. Lori, May 1994. Yes, ma'am. July 1999. July 1999. Sister Davis, summer 1994. Anybody else? Everybody yell out what year you got saved. 1983. Let's give God the praise that we're saved today. What a joy What a blessing. Sometimes you got to talk about it. Paul couldn't get it out of his mouth, could he? Everywhere he went. And he told details. At midday, and a light came down. I fell down on my knees, and I heard a voice saying, nobody can tell your testimony like you can. And listen, if you don't have a time when you accepted Christ as your Savior, you need to get saved. And it's a good place to get saved. We'd love to help you before the service is over. Show you how you can know that you're saved. That cross was meant for you. Went f- meant for me. That grave was meant for me. Aren't you glad he took our place? Haggai chapter number one. Thank you for your patience. We have a lot to do today. So I appreciate your commitment to worship. Everything good we need to get done in our lives will be helped by worship. Let me say that again. Everything good you need to do in your life will be helped if you worship. So, worship is not going to hurt you, it'll help you. The Bible says in verse number one. In the second year of Darius the king, six month and the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lie waste? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, say it with me, consider, consider your way. Ways. If so much bring a little, you eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there's unwarm. He that earneth wages, earneth wages to put into a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, say it with me, consider, consider. your ways. Let the church say, Amen. Our Father, we pray you add thy blessing to the reading of your word. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, and fill me with your spirit. Do a work today. If anyone's not saved, might that one come to a saving knowledge of the truth today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This statement is not made without context. God is talking to his people. Raise your hand if you talk to your children different than you talk to other people's children (laughs) keep it up if you expect something different out of yours than you expect out of everybody else so let's establish that God is speaking to the nation of Israel They were his people. He had redeemed them. That mercy we just sang about, they knew about it. That grace we just sang about, they knew about it. That forgiveness we sang about, they knew about it. That deliverance we sang, they're talking about what he was and what he is. Israel knew about it. He had redeemed them from Egypt. He had given them manna from heaven. He had given them water from the rock. He had made the bitter water sweet. He had uh, defeated the Amalekites and the Gergesites and the Philistines and all these others. He was the one who had been there with them. So when they came back to Jerusalem after the Babylonian captivity started building and then stopped building when they got apathetic when the work of God became on the back burner to them when they got tired and lethargic and lazy and discouraged when they quit on God God looked at them not as someone that didn't know them he looked at them as their own father and deliverer and said you know I've done you better than you're doing me consider your way now let's bring it home We're God's children. Now, if you're not saved, you're not God's child. Now, Pastor, that's a little rude. That's not rude, it's true. You listen, 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 listen. I have children in here. They became my children by reason, all right? And listen to me, you're not just somebody's child because you say you're their child. You're their child because you're related to them. Let me tell you something. Aren't you glad you're related to God through Jesus? You've been born again into the family of God, by the Spirit of God, through the Word of God that is incorruptible. You've been washed in the blood that he just sang about. You've been redeemed by grace. You've been preserved by mercy. You've been indwelt by the Holy Ghost of God. You've been spoken to by the Word of God. God, your Father, Jesus, is your Savior. The Holy Ghost is your comfort. The Word of God is your guide. And heaven is your home. Let the redeemed of the Lord say amen. Amen. So when God comes to us, on the last Sunday of July, with the Bible open to Haggai, one of the twelve minor prophets at the latter part of the Old Testament, you and I should not think that God is being rude to say this to us. We should not uh, get get hard in our spirits and think God's being too rough for us. I'm, I'm asking you, who was it that saved you? Who was it that healed you? When you were waving your hands a few moments ago about them mountains and those valleys and those blessings and that goodness and that grace and that mercy, when you're saying Jesus, I loved you, let me tell you something, you You were saying that about a God who's been good to you. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's been good to me. Now turn to the other neighbor and say, I need to be better to him. So the series is to challenge us. That word consider means to ponder, to think, to contemplate, especially with regard to take action. Don't miss the last part of that definition. We don't want to think about being better Christians and then forget it when we walk out. We don't want to think about being better Christians while we're shouting and leave the building and be the same. We don't want to come to church and get stirred and go home and not check. Listen to me. We want to think about it for one reason. Think so we do better. And by the way, the Bible is very clear. There is a distinct correlation between your thinking and your doing. Proverbs 23, 7. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Philippians chapter 4. Finally, brethren, what sort of things are true? Honest. Just, lovely, pure, virtuous, if there be any virtue, any praise, of good report. Think on these things. Next verse, and the things as I was heard and seen in me Do. Listen to me. You ain't going to do right till you think right. If you think right, you're on the road to doing right. And here's what God is saying We don't do better as Christians because we don't spend enough time thinking about doing better. Church ought to make you think. Say, preach, pastor. Church ought to make you think. You shouldn't go in a church where you can go with your sin and go with your lifestyle and go with a bad attitude and go with grudges and go with unforgiveness and not think about it. Church ought to remind us about our sin, remind us about our Savior, remind us about our surrender, remind us about our separation, remind us about what. God has done in our lives. And Heike, I said, listen to me. You're sitting around and not doing the work of God. God hadn't quit on you. God hadn't failed you. God hadn't taken a back step on you. And if God hadn't quit on you, don't you quit on God. So he says, consider your ways. And, And today I just want to give you one thought to go home with and then we'll finish whatever else we have to do. Consider your ways. Number one, point number one, acknowledge the problem. Everybody speak it with me acknowledge the problem come on talk to me say it again pastor why you always have us talk make sure you're listening (laughs) to keep you awake it's hard to fall asleep while you're talking now it's not hard to talk while you fall asleep but it's hard to fall asleep while you're talking acknowledge the problem now look we can't do better until we admit we're not you can't start changing your life in any area until you acknowledge the need for change. You want to get on a diet, you want to kick a habit, you want to change your language, you want to get married, you want to have a better job, you want to get up early, you want to read your Bible, you want to pray, you want to eat better, you want to dress better, you want to get more exercise, you want to get more vitamin D. And Listen, you ain't going to change nothing until you first acknowledge there's a problem. And ladies and gentlemen, when the house of God is broken down and nobody's working on it, this is what happened they went to Babylon for 70 years because they disobeyed God God allowed the wicked people of Babylon to take God's people into captivity God does not want to bless wicked people but when righteous people don't do right God will allow wicked people to judge righteous people so some of you think I don't know why my boss keep torturing me God might be letting him to get a hold of your attention he said all them not my children but you are I expect you, I can't tell you how many times my parents said to me, well, "I what well, Johnny's parents let him do was, you're not Johnny. Said, you don't live there. See, the expectation of you is based on where you live, who you are. And ladies and gentlemen, God has been too good to us to be too lazy with God. The work of God, the spirit of apathy has permeated the, 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 the body of Christ. And there is a lifelessness and a lethargy when it comes to the work of God. We are so passionate about stuff. And things and sports and politics and money and fame and fortune. And it comes to the work of God, there's a lifelessness that is despicable. And God says, I've been too good to you. You've got to acknowledge the problem. Now watch this now. Take notes with me. uh, assess, Assess the predicament. Assess the predicament. Now watch this now. He said several times, look at verse number two. He said, the Lord's house should be built. Verse number four, he said, this house lieth waste. So here's what the assessment of the predicament was. There was an unacceptable ruin in Jerusalem. There was unfinished rebuilding in Jerusalem, and there was an undeniable reality in Jerusalem. Let me say that again. Here's the predicament. Unacceptable ruin. The house of God broken down. Hey, don't you know historically, even in bad towns, they made sure the church looked good, Here's what Haggai yeah says. That this is unacceptable. Listen, 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 the church building wasn't just an artifact. The church building wasn't just a landmark. The church building wasn't just something people drove by and went a such a... Be-. The church was the place where people worshipped God. The church was the place where the glory of God came. The church was the place that God ordained to meet with his people. And ladies and gentlemen, when the house of God was broken down, and basically God was saying... There isn't a place for me to meet with my people. It's a shame, folks, when there are places for people to gamble, places for people to drink, places for people to party, places for people to sing around, sleep around, places for people to get high, but no place for somebody to meet with God. Assess the predicament. Secondly, you're acknowledging the problem. It's all point number one. Assess the predicament. That's A, B. Abandon the procrastination. All right, Judge Free Zone. It's a Judge Free Zone. Somebody's gonna just gonna tell the truth, shame the devil today. By nature, raise your hand if you are a procrastinator. All right, good, good, good. Got some honest people. We carry that into the work of God. Look at the text. We're not making it up. Verse number two Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts. This people say next statement, say it with me. Say it again. Say it again. No, no. He didn't even say that the people say it doesn't need to be done. They just said not now. Not that it's a bad thing, just just not now. See, see, there are some teenagers in the building that think serving God is a good thing, just not now. There are some men in the building that think being a good husband is a good thing, just not now. Matter of fact, there are some church members in here that think tithing is commendable, just not now. You're gonna read your Bible, just not now. You're gonna pray, just not now. You're gonna be a one, just not now. You're gonna, you're gonna start treating people right, just not now. You're gonna get that grudge right, you, just not now. You're gonna forgive somebody, just not now. You, you're gonna get some things right in your life. You're gonna change some things around, just not now. Excuse making. We hear you, Haggai, but we don't gotta do it now. We get to it. Time waits on nobody. I said, time waits on nobody. What have you been saying you're going to do for the Lord and you can't keep doing it? What did you tell him on January 1 and now it's about to be August 1? What New Year's resolution did you make for the 10th year in a row? How many times you said you're going to read through your Bible? How many times said you're not going to miss giving one week? How many times you said you're not going to let things keep you out of church? We're halfway through the year, and you've done it again and again. Somebody says, Ouch. Abandon it. Heck, he says, get rid of this procrastinating spirit, this excuse-making. The time has not come. The time to build the Lord's house, the time is not come. And we're going to talk about this next week. Oh, there was time to build other stuff. It just wasn't time to build the Lord's house. He says, abandon that procrastination. Ladies and gentlemen, we have assignments from the Word of God. You know what it was like in school. You get an assignment, and the teacher gives you a syllabus early on. When you first enter the class, and say, this is going to be due on this date and you say woo we got a lot of time for this to be done I can't well, well I'm glad and then a little by little she says alright now have you gotten your book together and you've gotten your you know you've gotten all your authors together that's right you've chosen your subject and you've got your thesis statement together and you want to start writing your paper and you start doing putting things aside and you still got about a month out. oh I got a month and then you get to the last week and then, you, then you're telling your parents I need a display board uh, I need to go to uh, some glue I need to go AC more uh, uh, I need to get an interview somebody at midnight. You better hope they're in another country. And you want everybody distressed because you put it off. No, the teacher didn't tell you the assignment that morning. You knew the assignment six months ago, but the longer you have, the less you get busy about it. And I'm telling you something, folks, we think we have forever. It's just going to be just any time when the trumpet's going to sound, Gabriel's going to blow it, Jesus is going to appear in the sky, and so, listen, we're going to get out of it. And the longer I live on this earth, the more I'm reminded there is nothing here for me. You say, we here, you ain't staying I'm talking about there's nothing down here that's from here that is for me. Everything for me is from there. I was finishing Sunday school today and uh, my brother-in-law said to me, did did you hear about uh, uh, Jonas? Last Sunday, my wife had the ladies over for Secret Sister reveal. About twenty-five ladies over there. Say, what'd you do? I got out of there. <laughs> I mean, they make movies about that. They, attack of the attack of the attack of the fill in the blank attack of the secret sisters. <laughs> they converged on my property. For a moment, there I didn't even think they were going to let me out. But they did. So I went to Pentagon City Mall and walked. Did my walking there, and I took my shoes. To my guy at Nordstrom who shines, Christian guy, he's from Ghana. We talked about the Lord. We talked about the devil. We talked about life. He told me, he said, I got some all-natural medication that might help you with some of your COVID stuff. I'll bring it to you. And he always gives me a good discount on cologne and other things that cost a lot. Lou proceeded to tell me, and I, I texted Jonas earlier this week, and I texted him yesterday. I said, you get my text? Lou said they found him in his car Friday dead. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, a week ago. This Sunday, I was talking to him. He just moving around, bounced around. He walked me downstairs. We talked about goodness of God. He talked about my health. He talked. I, I don't know the details. I know where he is. Thank the Lord. I'm just telling you, he was trying to check on my health last week. Gone. Now, I'm going to ask you, if you don't make it till next Sunday, what are you going to make sure you get done today? I'm talking about the work of God. I'm not, talk- I'm not just talking about getting your education, and it's good. I'm not talking about the next certification, and it's good. I'm not talking about out of debt, and that's good. I'm not just talking about making more money. I'm talking about what are you going to do for God now? Sess the predicament, abandon procrastination, and then see, adhere to the preaching. The preaching comes from a divine source. Verse number one, look at it again, please, with me. In the second year of Darius the king, the sixth month, the first day of the month, came what? Come on, came what? The word of the Lord. Verse number two, read it with me. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts. Verse number three, then came the word of the Lord. Verse number five, now therefore, thus saith what? The Lord of hosts. Verse number seven, thus saith who? Anybody listening? The word's coming from the Lord. I'm saying learn to sit up when God's talking. It's amazing who has our attention. And the the reason why the work of God is being put off is because we are being dominated by voices that need to be muted. Muted. Divine source and the definitive substance. God is speaking, but God is not only speaking, He's saying something of substance. This people say, verse number two, the time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. God says, I'm trying to give you some substance. I'm trying to bring you back to reality. I'm trying to recalibrate your thinking. Ladies and gentlemen. When the voice of God gets muted or the volume gets down low, all of a sudden our sense of reality, our spiritual equilibrium becomes off and the balance in the Christian life that can only be maintained by our close proximity with God becomes run amok. And listen to me, nothing that you read from a scale that is off is credible. It may give you good news, it may be in your best interest, it may seem like it's Favorable, but it ain't good if it ain't on the right level. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell many Christian people I talk to; they are so off balance. They have no equilibrium. They have no discernment. They have no discretion. They have no spiritual wherewithal or awareness. You don't get that from school. You don't get that from fame. You don't get that from genes. You don't get that from friendship. There's a there's an awareness and a discernment that comes with walking with God that only God can give. And He says. I'm trying to give you some... You're out in that crazy world that can't even figure out what bathroom to go to. You're out in that crazy world where our elected officials can't even figure out what's going on. You're out in that crazy world where where, where men are sitting on every hand. They're taking this book and prayer and the truth out of schools and out of public buildings. We are in a mess. Ladies and gentlemen, if you acquiesce to the culture of our day, you're going to be going to hell in a basket. any substance and while I'm at it since I'm at it half of these preachers out here don't preach any substance I don't even know why some people take their Bibles to church most of the preachers don't use them a verse to say he read it and talks about Tom and Susie and Bobby and mom and him And there's hooping and hollering, and listen, I'm not, I'm not against hooping and hollering unless you can, as long as you got something to hoop and holler about. But no substance, people leave out the building. Oh, we sure had church. What is your definition of church? What was cranking in there? Boy, he sure preached. What he preach? I don't know, but it was good. <laughs> well, my preacher can preach. My preacher can preach. All you come to church for is getting noise. Man, you can do that from your bed. Turn on YouTube. The people of God, the body of Christ. Are you a man? You're a man in this building. Put your hand up. You know what you need to get to stay away from lust in the world today? Substance. Amen. Amen. You don't gotta go to the club to see foolishness. You can just be going up to this grocery store to buy bread. Foolishness. I'm talking about foolishness. I see some people come to the store and I know they did not come to the store for groceries. And some of you men didn't go for groceries either. Just buy something to make it look like that's what you went for. How how do you conquer the dominating force of lust you go to church every week and all you do is tap your foot and clap your hand and get no... S- you need somebody that look you square in the face and say, it is not good for a man to touch a woman. I made a covenant with my eyes that I will not look upon him. I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I'm, I, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty unto God through the pulling down of strongholds, casting out of every imagination and every wicked thought that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. You need somebody that's going to tell you the truth about the things of God, about pure things, about honest things, and to tell if you married her, you not only shouldn't be touching nobody else, you shouldn't be looking at no. You need somebody that ain't going to just tickle your ears and get your foot tapping, but that will give you some substance to be involved in the work of God. <laughs> and ladies, there's some men out there ain't, going for groceries. they look out there just, I mean, some of these guys, you know, hey, what are you doing in the grocery store? A little, little small little t-shirt that's walking through the grocery store. We're living in a corrupt world, corrupt, and you got a shop, don't you? Got a shop, but guess what? Just because you got a shop don't mean you got to sin. Somebody said, that why I get my groceries brought to me. Well, the little hoochie mama might be the one bringing your groceries. Okay, so you still, I mean, you, what, you, what you gonna do? I mean, you, you ain't gonna run from it. The coming, it's coming. The devil gonna find a way to get it in front of you. The question is, you got enough spirituality when it does come up in front of you to quit staring. See, David's problem wasn't that, that he just looked. He looked, he got hooked, he booked, he took, and became a crook all in one day. You can be walking with God and see something you, 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 you can, you're not supposed to see, but if you're walking with Him, you'll notice, I don't need to look at it. I've been been down that corridor at the mall five times. I ain't going down there. Walk somewhere else. That's what that show is going to be like. I'm not watching it no more. Amen. I don't know. It's probably been 20 years, 15 years, maybe over 20 years. I made a commitment about these magazines, you know. I said, magazines are devils. The devil can, He's slick. You'd be buying a magazine on how to build a deck. They'll put a woman in the middle of the magazine. So I don't open any magazines unless my wife looks at it first. It's a rule for me. So she can mark them pages, just close them on up, rip them on out. Because the devil's slick. I, I, I didn't cut commercials out so I can brag on cut commercials. I just find out you can be watching a good show but with some, some nasty commercials. And I, most of the time, you can, you can know what the show is going to have, but you can't predict the commercials. So I just cut them out. I'm, I'm just trying, I want the devil to know when he walked past my house, we ain't trying to let you up in here. I'm talking about this house, this, this, this body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And you're going to have to think about this stuff all week long. Being a good Christian don't just happen. You got to ponder it, especially in regard to take action. Now, here's what God said. I've been good to you. I've been good to you. Now, consider your weight. Say with me. Your All the men. Your All the ladies. Your Watch this now. 18 years old and down. Let's put them on the spot. Together. One more time. I need a little more bass in there. I see y'all fellas up there. I see some of you fellas got a little 18 ish nish. 18 ish in you. Everybody together, 18 and under, say it with me. I heard a little bit. Ugh. All right, good. Everybody together. Let's do it. Let's do some thinking this week, today. And when we come back next week, I say, Pastor, you know what? The thinking I did last Sunday had me doing better this week. God deserves it. Our Father, thank you. (laughs) Speak to our hearts. Pastor, God spoke to me today. Would you put your hand up all over the building? God spoke to me. God spoke to me. Yes, 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 yes. And you and you and you and you and you, God bless you. Put your hands down. Pastor, I know for sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven. I know that. I have Bible reasons to prove it. I've accepted Christ. Would you raise your hand all over the building? I've accepted Jesus, and I know I'm going to heaven. And God bless you. God bless you. Put your hands down. Then if you're in the building, you say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven, but I don't want to go to hell. If that's you, would you raise your hand? I'm not sure if I died today that I'd go to heaven, but I'm sure I do not want to go to hell. Would you let me pray for you? God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. Someone else. And God bless you, young lady. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? I'm not sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven, but I'm sure I don't want to go to hell. we not have a come forward invitation. But you come, and you, you come to God in your heart. Now, if you're here today and you're not sure you're going to heaven, we'd love to help you. Last week, a young man walked the aisle, just walked it with, with no shame, and just said, I, I need to be saved. Thank God he did. Now, if you're here today and you're not sure you're going to heaven, I want you to know we, we have people here that take a Bible. Not a, not, not a church covenant, not a, not a constitution of, of Crossroads or United States, the Bible and show you how you can be passed from death unto life, how you can become a child of God. 100% assured of heaven. But you've got to acknowledge the problem and let somebody show you. Now, heads about all over the room. If you're not sure you're going to heaven, but you don't want to go to hell, I'm going to invite you to let somebody show you. Say, Pastor, what do you do? If, you, if from wherever you are, you get up from your seat, we'll get one of our leaders to talk with you about heaven and how you can know you're going. Nobody's looking around but me and the leaders. If that's you and you need somebody to show you, would you you stand and come? If you've got a friend beside you, why don't you ask one of those friends to help you? If you put your hand up, would you? Would you mind the Lord? Anybody like that will be willing to come. And when service is over, we'll be glad to talk with you afterwards if you're not comfortable coming now. But here's the thing. Don't put it off. The time's not come. No, no, no. The only time you know you have is now. Christian, let's do something about it. Lord, thank you for your word. Bless it and use it. And we thank you for your goodness and grace in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being here. We're going to have a few announcements.